Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases in questions. In question, uh, we don't typically make value judgments. We're not critics. It's not a review show. Uh, we just really like punk and hardcore. So uh, even if we don't enjoy something that we like, which is an incredibly common occurrence on this show, we encourage anybody who does like what they hear to go out and support it. Uh, buy physical media, go and see shows when that becomes a possibility again. The format is that we have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice and we usually get through between five and seven of them. And that's really all there is to it. Uh, up top, if uh, if Nate sounds a little different this week, that's because he's currently recording from a barracks. So there's right. a lot of natural reverb on his uh, on his voice. He went and joined up. I, I, I am on a, a secret military facility assisting in the research of biological entities. <laughs> that's that. That's a good way to put that. Nothing, nothing about that is entirely false, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, you know, no, it's entirely true, right? Yeah. You don't know where I am. It's a secret. Right. right? I am assisting in the research of biological entities. Yeah, that's, that is accurate. Are you staying in this barracks? Oh, yeah. It, dude, I'm telling you what, I look forward to this. I was so bummed that this didn't happen last year because this is like a long-term like population study of, of biological entities. And... Uh, um, Last year was going to be the third year, but obviously because, um, you know, because of last year we didn't do it. Right. And, uh, I was worried that it wasn't going to happen this year because that's basically two years of lost data, four years in, and you're just going to have to start all over again. Right. And, uh, but it's the best because I get what I think is probably just a snippet of the nice part of military life. Right. Right. All my needs are taken care of. Mm-hmm. Right. I get three squares. I get free room and board. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't even have to set an alarm clock. They play Reveille at 6 a.m. So I get up. Um, I feel refreshed. Right. Yep. I can go out. I can do a little PT if I want, do a little exercise if I want. Um, I go eat and uh, I, I don't have to think. People just tell me where to go and what to do. And I just go and do it. Yeah. It almost makes me want to join the military. Yeah. But then you remember all of the other shit that comes along with it. Yeah. Like it's, 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 it's weird. It's like this weird thing where it's just nice to like relinquish yourself to like someone else's schedule and not have to worry about anything and just go along for the ride for the full week. Right. Um, so that's pretty sweet. I like it. Yeah, for sure. It's like, uh, it's like boy scout, boy, boy scout camp for a big boy. It is. It is boy scout camp for a big boy. That's, that's true. Yeah, for sure. There's nothing wrong with that. There, there is a, uh, there is a certain just uh, immense relief of of, uh, of stress and mental burden when you do realize that like it's not incumbent upon you to do any sort of planning whatsoever uh, nope. for like a set period of time. It's not a lifestyle I would like to submit to full time because I like spontaneity and doing shit. But for like a week here and there, it's pretty nice for it's sure. It's not bad just to take your hands off the steering wheel and uh, let it go, right? Yeah, for sure. It, it, it can Jesus, be pretty nice. Let, let Jesus take you. <laughs> That's right. I was going to say, Jesus, take the wheel. Right. Um, right. Right. Right on. So, uh, all right. Live from the barracks, Demo Listen podcast, episode 86. I, and, and I got to say, it's got me in kind of a good mood. Uh, this is this is one of the highlights of my year when I get to do this. So That's I'm sick. in a pretty good mood. I think I'm in a more positive mood, a better place this week. than uh, I, I think I kind of went out on a shitty note last week, um, <laughs> calling yeah, everybody slurs and, and making fun of people for even liking anything. <laughs> um, you know, so yeah, I, sure. I feel a little better, right? A little more pep in my step. <laughs> Good. Well, we'll we'll see we'll see if uh, the music that we're presented with tonight manages to uh, derail that or not. 
But uh, let's uh, let's just let's just jump into the uh, jump into the queue then. Um, so first up, we have got War Babies with their quarantine core demo from New York, New York. This was sent in by John Fett. Um, he described it as straight ahead meat and potatoes hardcore. Uh, you know, basically nothing about what I'm looking at here looks like anything that would remotely interest me. It, in fact, it looks pretty <laughs> repellent to me on every level. Um, everything about this before I've even heard a note of music looks like something that I would steer very, very far clear of. But hey, maybe they're going to surprise us. You know, you know, we've known John for years. Yeah. Um, great guy, right? Good friend. Oh, yeah. Good friend. Yeah. Um, you know, regular show, you know, showgoer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Book shows, sure. uh, play shows, goes to shows all around. Awesome. Right. Right, yeah. It's like we don't even know him with some some of these fucking submissions. <laughs> now this this total this totally tracks. This totally tracks because I like I've mentioned on the show before. John has a a wide-eyed appreciation of music as a concept that I only wish I could recapture for myself. Because- you know, so in in the intro you talk about how uh, we just really like punk and hardcore. I have to wonder if that's actually true. <laughs> we just really like good punk and hardcore. John really just likes punk and hardcore. <laughs> that's true. Yes, he's we we don't love it unconditionally, that's for sure. Right. Yeah, <laughs> there are some who do, and John is one of those people, and I'm happy for him. It seems to make him very happy, and I'm sure that he he is sapping so much more joy out of this world than we ever could hope to, because I, w- most of what I come up against, I go, mm, nope, throw right. it in the trash. <laughs> right. I, 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 I drain joy from this world, and uh, <laughs> right. John just sort of, uh, he, he, he's like a... He's like a multiplier of it, right? <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. Um, so, you know, maybe we'll land on that and we'll have our whole perspective shifted, but probably not. Then we've got Turbo Torpedo with Half Load Destroy. This is a band from Tel Aviv, Israel. It was sent in by John Berg. It's his weekly international submission. And then we have got Cell Rot with Slowly Falls Apart. This is the uh, one of the newest offerings from from Convulse Records out of Denver, Colorado, who's just uh, releasing hit after hit. Adam from Convulse sent this over to us uh, like at the beginning of last month, so this has been out for about a month now. But uh, I have uh, put it put I have put off listening to it because I, I knew it was sitting in the uh, in the email unopened. Mm-hmm. Then we have got The Mind with Open Up the Windows and Leave Your Body. This is a new release on Lumpy Records. It was sent in by your longtime homie, Steve. I um, have this record. Yeah, he said that he recommended it to you like a month a month or a month and a half ago when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it looks cool. Uh, I don't know anything about it, uh, but it's on Lumpy, so, you know, it's in my purview, certainly. Then we have got Eternal Champion with, Ra- uh, with Ravening Iron. This is uh, a submission from our friend Colin Williamson, who I play in a band with, played in a couple bands with. Uh, We've both known for uh, many years at this point. Great dude. I didn't even realize that Colin listened to the show. Um, But uh, I'm I'm for I'm like uh, consistently shocked by the people in our peer group who actually managed to listen to us talk for two hours a week. On yeah, a I, I, basis. I honestly am too, because they know who we really are and how right. we really are. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Like if we're strangers, if we're total strangers to you or like distant acquaintances, I can grasp why you would want to listen to this way more than if you actually if, know if you us actually, and are close to if us. If you actually know us, you know, you can barely even stand the fucking look at me. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. 
yeah. Like I'm, I'm the guy that like if 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 I walk into a restaurant and yeah. I've known you for ten years and you're there, you're like, fuck, and you try not to make eye contact, hoping that I didn't see you. And frankly, I'm I'm doing the same thing. Like, oh god damn it, right? Oh yeah. god damn it, fuck. Right. Yeah. Oh hey, what's up? Yeah, what's going on, man? Yeah, cool to see you too. Wow. So- so, uh, so yeah, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that Colin listens to the show, but he had some nice things to say. He said he's been loving the podcast since it started and that uh, it's been helpful for him over the last year, especially with uh, with everything being locked down and that he's been learning to appreciate a lot more punk and hardcore than he probably would have otherwise. Um, so I think I've heard this too. And I don't, I don't, I know that I've definitely seen that artwork, like, yeah. you know, making the rounds and like, you know, ads and on YouTube. For sure. And then the determinist S demo from 2019, I definitely heard. Yeah. Um, because the artwork is dope and, you know, terminus S is, you know, fucking dope. Right. And, yeah. No, uh, the, the, this band has been, been, been around for a while and it features members of like Iron Age, Power Trip, yeah. um, Arthur Risk, who's played in like Cold World and various other bands and is like uh, an audio engineer of some note at this point. So right. the, the way that I, I also just want to say, you know, this is the, I, I, or I just want to read how uh, Colin described this just because I thought it was good. Um, he said it is Eternal Champion, a fantasy themed epic metal project by engineering wizard Arthur Risk, featuring members of Iron Age and Power Trip. Trip, to me, they sound kind of like what Man of War might sound like if they were a good band with cool lyrics. In other words, they probably sound like what the members of Man of War think Man of War sounds like. <laughs> you know, I think that honestly, we just let that if if we land on this, we just reiterate what Colin wrote in, right? Because <laughs> yeah. that is far better than anything you and I could quip about it. <laughs> Absolutely, for sure. Yes, Colin, maybe Colin should be the co-host of this show. <laughs> so uh so yeah, this is a band that I've known about for a while, but have just never gotten around to checking out so thanks to colin for sending that over and uh even if we don't land on it I'll, I'll probably actually set aside some time to finally finally listen to this then we have got disease with death is inevitable this is a band from macedonia it was sent in by jay from cold brats um his description of this is also incredibly funny he said he he played with this band once and uh once or twice and that the first time he saw them he at first thought every song sounded the same, but upon reflection thinks it might be actually every single riff that it basically sounds like indiscer- indiscernible noise over uh, uh, over constant D beat, but that quote, the vibe was right. <laughs> um, he said okay. that, he, he said that also this band just does like quote unquote, like 90 day tours around Europe on a regular basis where they just like throw a couple of their homies and girlfriends into a van and just go on the road for three months with like very little planning. They're basically um, just oogles with, with instruments. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. They're European oogles with in- instruments. sounds like, so there you go. Um, then next up we have got enforced. This was sent in by Chris Campbell. He d- correctly described this as uh, one of the best, best crossover thrash bands out and they uh they have been for a little bit mm-hmm. now and force is very fucking good i have not listened to any of the singles off of the new record yet um but uh this is another thing that even if we don't land on it i will i will check this out then we have got yaucha with the lurch this is the uh new yaucha record this is a band that's been around for a decade maybe a little longer at this point it was sent in by our homie trey from inner arma um this is a band who i i never have paid a ton of attention to but i think i've actually seen a couple times i did yaucha ever play the house i you got me man i just i don't remember this name um okay so you got me i don't know 
I think they may have played the house at some point, and I think I caught them in Chicago um, at uh, at some point. Um, they're a band from Nashville that play uh, play kind of weird, I think, psychedelic riffy metal stuff. But I think that their sound has changed and evolved somewhat over the last decade. And I have not listened to anything that they've put out actively in a very long Yo, time. We got some uh, we got some major labels on here. We got Relapse Records. Mm-hmm. We got Century Media, right? Yeah, yeah, man. We're, we're selling out. <laughs> we are definitely selling out. So next up, we have got Grishka with uh, One. This is a uh, Washington, D.C. area band that plays some iteration of like thrashy metal based upon their uh, self-description. This was sent in by AJ. AJ had disparaging things to, to say about this because I guess the members of the band have a booking email and AJ thinks that that's weird or not cool, but I think that's actually incredibly normal. Um, he described this as uh, a clusterfuck. Seems like a lot of people like this. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So I guess if we land on it, we'll see if any hey. of those descriptions stick, but I, I certainly wouldn't um, begrudge the, this band for having a booking email, which is pretty much standard. So um, Then last up, we have got flu i believe it is pronounced f l f l e a u they are a band from lyon france so it's probably flu um this was submitted uh, submitted by my friend grant williams uh and uh i think he described this as like um hardcore tinged um hardcore tinged french oi which is pretty much almost always in my lane so mm-hmm. Yet again, we have another thing that even if we don't land on it, I will probably check out because not only does it sound cool from the description, but it looks cool as shit too. They have crushing sounds in their tags. Crushing sounds. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Crushing sounds in their tags and a bunch of medieval helmets on the cover of their record. It's uh, I'm, I'm pretty much sold on this just based on the aesthetic alone. So um, let's roll the dice and see what's up first. Uh, eight. Okay. Eight is Yaucha. So the band camp is Yaucha, Y-A-U-T-G, I am truly an idiot and having a lot of trouble talking tonight, Y-A-U-T-J-A.bandcamp.com, and uh, the new record is called The Lurch. It I don't know if it's out entirely yet. Yeah, okay, so this comes out um, in its entirety on May 21st, uh, but they've got two songs released from it, and Trey suggested the song Tethered, which is the fifth song on the LP, so we'll we'll hear that one. So we're going to listen to Tethered by Yaucha off their new LP, The Lurch. Yeah. 
All right, we just heard the song Tethered by Yaucha off of their upcoming LP, The Lurch on Relapse Records. Nate, how'd you feel about that? So a couple things. First off, it's Yaucha, and that is the species of organism that is the predator. I, I knew that. I didn't know that it was pronounced Yaucha. So you know how I feel about something like that. Um, but that's just, I don't know, that's, I guess that's off you know, out of the mainstream as, as far as, you know, it's, it's fine. I'll let it go. You know what I mean? But like, come on. <laughs> well, that's, that's very generous of you, you know, come on. But other than that, I actually kind of like that. Um, yeah. that gave me very nostalgic vibes to like remission era Mastodon for sure, which I really like that record. Me too. Um, and that sounded just right. It had that same, like, like very full production. The drums were basically, you know, killing it nonstop. For sure. Um, yeah, I really like that. I wasn't sure at first. I was thinking this this is at one of those sorts of things where it rides the line of basically every style of heavy music in the past 30 years. Right, for sure. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, and sometimes sometimes that really works. Sometimes it just I, I want you to pick a fucking lane, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but at no point was this like, you know, oh, this is death metal, oh, this is grindcore, oh, this is hardcore. It was just a nice smearing of everything. Yeah. Um and yeah, I liked it. Um, I ain't gonna lie that, uh, that took me back to like 2002 for sure. Yeah. I mean, it took me back to like kind of the golden era of relapse, honestly. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, this was, this was really, really fucking good, man. This is, uh, this is the kind of stuff that's got to hit, hit exactly the right spot for me to, to really care about it. And it, uh, it did, man. I mean, in the same way that, uh, that, that remission era Mastodon does, you know, it's, it's riffy, it's hyper frenetic. The drummer is going fucking crazy. That dude is, uh, that dude is earning his cut of the royalty check for sure. Mm. Um, yeah, this was, this was really great. I mean, I can't really expound on it beyond what you said. You pretty much, uh, you laid it all out there. I, I, I concur on every point that you made this uh this is just a a style that often often misses me for various reasons sometimes it's the band's fault sometimes it's my own but uh i'm glad that trey drew my attention to this record i am i am definitely going to uh to listen to this entire thing when i can do so because yeah that was really fucking good man yeah yeah i enjoyed that Yep, for sure. Um, all right. Well, we don't have much more to say about it. I don't think that was just really, really good. So let's, I'm also uh, glad that they're not like mugging it up in the picture. I mean, they're mugging it up in the picture of the band, but they're not like your typical fucking like look at us in black and white with our beards. Look how fucking bad they are, right? For sure. Yeah, this this is like even if this incidentally might draw the like uh, craft beer metal crowd, it doesn't look like the members are craft beer metal dudes. Which I is, honestly I don't think I honestly don't think they could look stinkier or wimpier. <laughs> yes, right, exactly. Which for this, I think it works Perfect. really well because if these dudes were, if if this were a yeah, and exactly as you described, this is where like a high contrast black and white picture, and one of the dudes was like inexplicably wearing a vest of some sort. I would yeah. I would be a lot more mad. Right. I would be a lot more mad about what I had just heard. But uh, yeah, I like I like that this is played by stinky, wimpy looking fools. That, exactly. that, that works really well for me. And uh, this was really, really fucking good. So I'm yeah. definitely going to check out the rest of this LP. Um, all right, let's uh, let's roll the dice, see what's up next. Ten, well, nine. Nine, okay. All right, cool. I was I was hoping that we would land on this because it looks cool as hell. This is uh, Flu by, by Flu. Uh, it's a self-titled debut release. Uh, the band camp is flu, F-L-E-A-U.bandcamp.com. And uh, let's see what they have to say down in their description. So this is out on Red Scare. Um, 
Grant also is convinced enough that we're going to like this that he provided a link to to the uh, Red Scare web store so that it could uh, that we could save money on shipping costs, uh, international ship, shipping costs, because he he assumes that we're going to like this enough that we're both going to want to order a copy uh, upon hearing it. So okay, um, I mean they're they're name dropping all the right bands in the uh, description: Templar, Templars, Reach, Blitz, Lions Law, etc. So uh, let's just jump into it. We'll uh, we'll listen to the first song on here. Glory Eternal uh, by Flu off their self-titled debut record. Okay, so, so we just heard the song Glory Eternal by Flu off of their self-titled debut EP. Um, I'm sure that that uh, is meant to be pronounced in some flowery French way, but uh, I know what it translates to in English, so I'm just going to say that uh, and not risk embarrassing myself further. Uh, yeah, this was this was really good. Uh, Grant, you predicted correctly. I, uh, I currently have the, the link opened to order a copy of this 7-inch. This was really, really good anthemic 
boy uh i, I mean i don't know what else to say about it, it was fucking it was stu- really be- beefy too it was super beefy man the production was great the vocals were like the vocals were beefy and gruff but still somewhat melodic um it was like it was stompy there were fucking some some ripping rock solos in there it started off in a way that i was like okay is this going to lean more into into the sort of like post-punk spectrum of uh of like french oi shit and then it got then it got real hard uh this this was just really good man i i i can't uh i can't articulate everything that i loved about this because it's just one of those things that uh fires fires on all cylinders for me this is just uh it has kind of everything that i like about oi music condensed into a uh tidy tidy little package i uh i'm stoked to check out the other song that they have up for streaming and and order the seven inch because this is this is really fucking good yeah yeah i enjoyed this um it was it was, uh, I think, heavier than I expected it to be. Yeah. Um, I mean, really almost, almost like bordering on like heavy, hardcore, heavy at times. Yeah. Um, but uh, it fucking worked because there were some good riffs in there. Then. And that lead riff was really catchy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, I also like that Red Scare on here describes them as nervously laughing when they found out that the band all play all wear medieval helms when they play oh um, that's a fucking winner right yeah for sure i'm, I'm into that man i'm super into that i'm glad that there's no no face reveal in the uh banner picture um above uh, unlike on the top bit of the band camp it's just uh everybody in medieval <laughs> combat helms yeah. i'm uh, i'm into leaning into the bit and, and going all out with it and uh the music is the music the music is good enough to support that bit so yeah i'm i'm all about this and and will definitely be um picking up a copy as soon as i conclude recording this episode so thanks to grant for sending this over this was fucking sick um all right let's uh let's keep it moving okay six Okay, this is Disease, um, the band that we already described as Oogles with Instruments. Um, it looks like they've got the first song queued up to play on this, so we'll just uh, just go with that. They've also, the banner the banner image at the top is just uh, their logo, which is like uh, an, an obvious ripoff of the Discharge logo. So, you know, I think they're not trying to... I can guess that they're not trying to reinvent the wheel here. So right, right, right. They've got they've got a dis word, even if it uh, naturally contains dis in it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. They're definitely uh, they're definitely staying in their lane. Yeah. Do we want to start with the first one? Because sometimes I tend to feel like these bands, not always, but if there's gonna be some sort of you know some sort of fucking around, um, it's gonna be like in the first thirty seconds of the first song. Yeah. Um, we can listen to the second one. I mean, yeah. I'm yeah, not, let's I'm just not go to the second one first because, you know. Okay, cool. So we uh, we are going to listen to In Desperate Times off of the LP Death is Inevitable by the band Disease from Macedonia.
All right, we just heard the song In Desperate Times by Disease off of their LP, Death is Inevitable. Nate, how'd you feel about it? That was horrific to listen to, and I loved it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I would not be nearly as interested in this if it didn't sound so goddamn awful. Yeah. Uh, that, that was painful to listen to. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that this is a full-on, like, 12-song record, and you know it's just going to be ear-bleeding the entire time. My, my ears were bleeding 30 seconds into that fucking song. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, that was some of the gnarliest shit, in, in, like, sonically that I've heard in a while, to the point that I couldn't even actually tell. It seemed like the instrumentation was fine. It seemed like they were playing things just fine. But if I heard that clear, I would think it's like, it's fine, but it's boring, right? right. Yeah. It's, it's the, it's the, the uh, impenetrable, almost intolerable din that makes this a seller for me. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, this is, this is just a, a, a din of sound. It is, uh, it is not, I imagine every, every song on this record probably sounds exactly like that. And uh, I'm into it. Um, I and think, that's what I want them to sound like. I, it is so, you know, can they sound like that live? Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, according to Jay, yes, according to Jay, that's exactly how he experienced it. He said that that every song and riff sounded basically like an impenetrable wall of noise over constant DB. Right, so, and that that's yeah. what makes it effective, right? Because I, I don't yeah. want you to enjoy it, right? You know, yeah. we we talk about that a lot. Like, I don't necessarily want you to enjoy the band. I don't want you to have a good time, right? Right. Yeah. It it becomes almost like a war of attrition. Right, sure. where yeah. we're very much, you know, you are acquiring a flavor for this. Uh, you're acquiring a taste for this flavor, but right. in the meantime, you're gritting your teeth, and uh, you know, you and the band are staring each other down as as you wait and see who flinches first. Right, 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 for sure. And it, it looks like in their self description down there, they have still deafening noise, not music. And so often bands will use, you know, like the the famous uh, Napalm Death, the grindcore, uh, you know, Buster with the music symbol in, in the middle of it, but they don't really mean it. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. This band seems like they really mean it. They really committed to it. Like this is just a wall of fucking sound with with deep beat drums behind it. I heard like one note every once in a while, like every once in a while that one ring out guitar note of bang would right. come through. And then I couldn't discern basically the rest of the riff, the rest of the song. Right. Um, right. Right. But I was into it. I mean, I guess Jay was, Jay was kind of spot on when he just quotes said, quote, the vibe was just right. <laughs> the, um, the vibe is just right. Right. It's, it's, it's like, Musically, it's not great. My, my comparison is to like one of my favorite punk records, which is Cunt of God by Rupture. Um, that record is a fucking punisher. Sure. Right? Yeah. No one actually likes listening to that record front to back. But if you're into that record, you fucking love that record front to back. Definitely. Yes. It is exhausting and it is a fucking punisher. And that's exactly what it was set out to be. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And I appreciate that component at play here. Um, I, I really like that they they really leaned into it. They're uh, they're not beating around the bush with it. They're just straight up like, yes, we are making noise over a a, a constant D beat that's going to go on for 12 tracks. Right. And uh, I appreciate that. And I appreciate that they've managed to build their lives around doing this and taking it on the road for three months at a time and presumably just hanging out with their friends across Europe. I mean, it sounds and, like a dream, doesn't it? It sounds fucking sick man sounds fucking cool Dirt poor and just scraping by but just living the fucking life god damn it man yeah that's 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 not a bad way to it's not a bad way to do it um so yeah indeed jay the vibe was right i liked this uh, i liked this quite a lot for all the reasons that uh that you just articulated nate so uh 
yeah, I guess I guess if we don't have anything else to say about it, we can uh, we can keep it moving. We're uh, pretty good, man. Pretty good, <laughs> pretty good indeed. We're uh, we're burning through them tonight. One. Oh no. <laughs> so I, I I am I without doubt John Fett has been the most successful submitter in, in terms of getting more shit on the show. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the the and and yo, I want to address this too for a minute because like I, every once in a while I'll go through and like read what the Discord says, uh, you know, about people like oh they say they only put like you know ten bands in the in the queue every week and like they roll the dice, but somehow this person always ends up in there. Okay, look, if people are submitting shit week after week constantly, then I'm just going back and like compiling literally the emails in the order that they fucking come in so that's yeah. that that has nothing to do with me i am literally just i'm going completely chronologically and if somebody has two submissions in a week or more i will skip over the second submission for that episode and then i will return to it on the next episode so if somebody submits three things in a row then yeah they're going to have three things in in, in a row in or th- they're going to have three things in a row in the queue in three episodes in a row but yeah. as far as whether the dice favors them that's just that that ain't on me man we and literally just roll dice. Also, if they are personal friends of ours, we are more likely to put them on the show and select that <laughs> that band, right? You, you, you just totally undermined everything I just said. And also that is a lie. So, <laughs> so no, what I said is actually true. And what Nate just said is completely false. Um, it is literally just chance and, and statistics. Uh, there's, there's nothing else at play here. The only time in which we ever actively select something to be on the show is if somebody comes to us and asks us to like, hey, can you premiere a song off of this record or whatever? And usually we say yes. Um, but that is a totally separate thing from the queue. So no, nobody is getting in any uh, any um, uh, like special treatment because we know them or, or, or whatever. And certainly in John's case, not because he submits good shit, because most of what he sent in, I haven't that given was, a shit was, about. That was my second point before we you, you, you addressed uh, the concerns of the Discord community and the... Uh, the egalitarian nature, the true egalitarian nature of this show, right? Right. Um, is I, I I don't think that there's anyone that submits bands and is more successful with it, but also who we shit on more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, I, there have been almost no bands that John has sent in that I've been like hype about, um, and I this one is not shaping up to be one either. So um, let's uh, let's let's just find out what the what the band who thought it was a good idea to name their demo after COVID and quarantine and write songs about COVID and quarantine. Let's see what a band like that sounds like. I bet it's good. Let's listen to because uh, it's first- complex because that's what we've got. We do have an elitist complex, but I was going to say, I want, I kind of, I don't know, man. Like I was going to say we could just, we're obviously skipping the first track, which is clearly an intro. It's only 33 seconds long. And I figured we could just go straight into the second song, which also just by chance happens to be a song about COVID. Yo, is, but see, see, I think for your sniping here, like you're looking, you're looking for the soft spot, right? You're looking for the vitals at this point. Right? Yeah, that's, that's true. Maybe, maybe I, there, I've smelled blood in the water and I'm fucking, I'm fucking aiming. We've for got, we've got the elitist complex, man. Yeah. Okay, cool. So let's listen to this song. That's probably about people like us. So we're going to hear elitist complex by war babies off of their quarantine core demo. <laughs> Really, you? You think that you're better? 
there you go. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was that, that song. Cause that sucked. Um, yeah, sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, no that, was the, that there could not have been a more appropriate song for us to investigate there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That song is indeed about us. I mean, I guess not the last line cause we're not, not the type to, uh, to claim social cloud or name check in, in that way, but, uh, everything else. Yeah. I guess that probably applies at least through the lens of, of these individuals who wrote this song. I bet we'd fall into that category. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this sucked for sure. <laughs> I mean, this sucked for sure. No, no bones about it. I mean, I guess, I guess the basic construction of the song falls well in line with with the type of hardcore that I that I like. And but the yeah, execution was terrible. The execution really sucked, man. And 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 again, it's one of those things that's it's it's hard to sort of characterize or or, or quantify. Um, it was just off, man. It just wasn't. It just wasn't there. Um, because this was straightforward meat and potatoes hardcore, and and truly this this falls within the realm of the type of hardcore that I I would typically enjoy, um, but just nothing nothing about it sounded good to my ears. I thought the vocal delivery sucked. The lyrics were hyper contrived. Um, certainly certainly far too much so for what appeared to be two very grown men. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's the thing too, right? Because you know these lyrics definitely get a pass if it's fucking. I don't know, uh, Ray Capo in 1987. Sure, sure, but it it ain't. You it know ain't. what I'm saying? It, it it ain't. This is these are at least one of these men appears to be at least 40 years old. Um, <laughs> wait, wait a second, we can't tell. They're wearing masks. Which well, one? The guy in the back? Yeah, come on. So what? He's he's just got some uh, some short hair. You, you don't know. No, don't know. I can. I'm I'm studying his facial features. I know. No, you don't know. You don't know. <laughs> I, I know. I, I don't think. Know. I don't think he's forty years old. I think yeah. that he's probably at twenty-three. <laughs> that man is not fucking twenty-three. There's not a chance. There's like if he's if he's twenty-three, he's at a hard fucking twenty-three years on this fucking earth, man. Um, either way, yeah, that sucked. Uh, and also, I, I just I have to reiterate. I've said it before. I'll say it again because this is like an incredibly glaring example of this, but believing that it's cool or funny or witty or anything, any sort of positive adjective that I could throw at you to name your release, uh, you know, something having to do with COVID or quarantine and let alone have songs that actually address it. It's the worst possible idea you could have. It fucking sucks. It's stupid. It dates what you're doing. Um, nobody wants to hear about it. It's not engaging. I mean, everything about it fucking sucks. The fact that there is a song on here genuinely called spread the word stop the spread makes me want to fucking pull out a gun put it in my mouth and blow my brains against the ceiling that's the dumbest shit ever okay well check this out they did the same thing with the spanish flu there were loads of songs at the time about the influenza (laughs) blues the night i'm looking at it right now the 1999 1919 influenza blues right um there's loads of like, you know, I got the old time Spanish flu. My baby's not coming over anymore. My baby's going kind of sick and she's dying in the hospital with that Spanish flu. There's a lot of that stuff that comes up. There's an NPR story about it right here. So, you could be making all of this up for all I know. You probably are. I will say that you doing that little ditty when uh, when I was with Brandon last night. Um, we were we were watching that uh, Mr. Show bit 
Oh, very um, okay. The elevator, elevator girl, <laughs> smell elevator girl, up and down all night long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Money machine, counterfeit money machine. <laughs> yeah. So, so we're uh, we're aligned there. I, I knew I knew that that you were gonna do do one of those ditties, and I'm very but glad. He, that here's you did. a song called "The Influenza Blues" by Essie Jenkins from 1919. Dude, the fact that are you being serious? You're fucking, I'm fucking 100% that up. serious <laughs> right now. There's no way that a guy named Essie Jenkins, which is too perfect of a name, it's wrote a 19, song. It's 1919. Essie <laughs> Jenkins. Uh, it is like you know the the real fucking blues, right? Uh, the 1919 influenza blues by Essie Jenkins. I don't believe you, man. I don't fucking believe you. I'm telling you right now. I'm not going to look it up. I, I'm telling. I will email it to you. Let's listen to it right now and compare it to fucking War Babies. <laughs> you want to listen to the 1919 influence of blues by Essie Jenkins? Why not? It's our fucking show, right? <laughs> hey, check it out. This time we're fucking listening to a song that nobody fucking submitted. How's that stick with your fucking crawl? <laughs> Send it on over then. Come on, let's fucking hear it. I'm ready for it. Okay, here it comes. <laughs> I just emailed it to you. Okay. This yeah, is the but, 1919 Influenza Blues by yeah, S.A. But this, but this came out in 2005, you motherfucker. It did not come out in 2005. The song. Listen to the song. That song is old as hell. Well, give, give me one second here. I'm, I'm doing some fucking... I'm doing some fact-checking here real fucking quick. Um, Dude, listen to the fucking recording. It's definitely an old-ass recording. Okay, so this this compilation came out in 2005, but it's compiling old recordings. All right, yes. cool. I'm going to... So uh, you know they, what? They sang about the influence back in the day uh, let, let me listen to it a second uh, you know what how long is it? Oh, this is four fucking minutes long dude. <laughs> we had to listen to the whole thing just find the just find like the hook right find it where it fucking gets you and put yeah. Listen to that. yeah yeah this bitch is talking about the fucking influence blues that's for sure right yeah yeah there you go it's time honored tradition whenever there's a pandemic the popular music style of the era um, especially underground music, and in this case, blues in 1919. In uh, 2021, it, in 2020, it turns out to be hardcore. Uh, we get together and write songs about what the pandemic is doing. Right, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad that we could follow in the rich tradition of Essie Jenkins. <laughs> that's um, all War Babies is doing, man. Yeah, that's all they're doing. They're just tipping their hats, paying homage for sure. They probably got some of that fucking Soros money and Fauci money to spread the word too. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's that's probably the case. That old Fucci, right? Yeah, that's right. Fucci wants you to wear your fucking mask and take your goddamn freedom away from you. <laughs> that's right. Um, so yeah, these guys are, are not only making bad hardcore, but they're also shills for big pharma. That's right. Um, all right. Well, um, yeah, that sucked. Let's uh, <laughs> let's let's keep it moving. All right. Four. Okay, four is uh, Eternal Champion. So the band camp is eternalchampion.bandcamp.com. The record is Ravening Iron. Um, I don't believe that Colin suggested a specific song on here. There is a title, uh, track. title track on here. So we, uh, we'll go with that. We'll listen to that. So we are going to listen to a Ravening Iron off of the LP of the same name by the band Eternal Champion.
Okay, we just heard the song Ravening Iron, the title track off the LP of the same name by the band Eternal Champion. Nate, how'd you feel about it? Uh, there's not much that you... If, 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 if you can set aside your own sort of like uh, desire to uh, be cool and just wallow in like camp mm-hmm. and wallow in uh, the essence of heavy metal, yeah, um, you can't you can't shit on this for sure. Um, this is, this is exactly, you know, this is, this is the, this is the metal. This is like hearkening back to like, you know, fucking Randy Rhodes era, you know, Ozzy and, and, and just obviously man of war and all that stuff that like, sure. Blind guardian, blind guardian, all that stuff that you kind of like, at some point, especially in, in in my experience with like hardcore dudes and stuff like that, you kind of like, you know, you shit on because, you know, eh, it's hokey, it's campy, it's fucking soft. Or you shit on it because like the artwork is covered with incredible fucking tits and like <laughs> monsters and dragons and stuff like that. And it's Shit. like, you know, like, you know, it's, it's very, uh, it's very, uh, um, I guess, uh, of an ilk and sort of like, uh, you know, some might view it as like, you know, whatever misogynist or whatever, but like at its heart, this is exactly what fucking heavy metal, um, kind of is, you sure. know, totally. Yeah. Um, and this was kind of, you know, obviously, obviously, um, you know, we're not, uh, we're not the be all and end all, but I think that this was basically perfectly executed. Yeah, no, I, I agree entirely. And I was going to bring up something, something very, very similar to your point that you just made. And and that is, I think when I first was getting in, into metal, um, you know, I was a younger man who took myself a lot more seriously and, um, and metal was a, not a thing that I was looking to, to provide me with, uh, fun, you know, right. It was something that, that to me, I wanted to be, uh, evil and heavy and right. Right. And like, and, and like, you know, like death metal or, you know what I mean? Exactly. Right. Um, Right. Cause largely my introduction to, to metal, um, in, in terms of like metal that I was like actively engaging with was, was through death metal. I mean, I was familiar with and enjoyed thrash, um, as, as somebody who was already into punk and, and old hardcore, but then like, what really turned my head and got me like listening and actively interested. And it was like, Oh wait, death metal is fucking sick. Um, you know, so I think, and then black metal came very soon after that. So my introduction to this, this stuff was largely through, um, bands that even if they maybe weren't incredibly self-serious, I was looking at them at the time as a kid through a very self-serious lens. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so I think I kind of wrote off a lot of hokier, cornier power metal stuff for, you know, several, the first several years of, of my, uh, involvement with metal in general for precisely the reasons that, that you outlined. Um, and as I've grown older, I've softened to it a whole lot more and just embraced it for, for what it is. But I think one of its downfalls still is that sometimes like the camp takes a front seat and the songwriting takes a backseat. And, you know, I think Colin uh, kind of hinted as, as it hinted at as much when he disparaged Man of War, who I do enjoy, but is like, a, a, I mean, they're clown shoes. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, right, right. They are, they are a clownish band for sure. Right. Um, but, but, and, and that's like, I don't know. You have to you have to go all in on something like this, right? Right. I'm not, yeah. not to say that Man of War didn't, but I Man of War, you know, but I, I never really got into Man of War either because um yeah, I felt like the 
the product didn't like live up to the image. Exactly. Exactly. And but I, for, when, when no, I look at that ahead. artwork, right? Yeah. That's exactly what I expect that music to sound like. For sure. And like at the end of the day, I think what I really need from this music more than anything is it's got to have fucking riffs. You know what I yes, mean? This, yes. this has got to have riffs. And from the onset, I was like, okay, this has fucking riffs like that. That is a fucking super, super sick riff. Uh, this is the kind of music that just seems like the whole time I was listening to it, I was just like, dude, it would be so fucking fun to be in this band. It would be so fun to play in this band. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, also they you avoided... Gotta be a player. Oh, you, yeah, you definitely got to be a player. Um, they avoided something, a, a pitfall of hardcore folks playing metal that is such a horrible misstep, which is to try to insert uh, hardcore influence into sort of like pure metal and, you know, I, I didn't expect that they were going to do this because all of the members, even though they've played in hardcore bands for many years uh, and, and also metal bands, but like Iron Age is, is a hard or is a metal band that exists largely in hard, existed largely in, in hardcore spaces. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I wasn't expecting them to to fall victim to that misstep. But nonetheless, it's refreshing to know that, like, there's none of that here. This is just straight up heavy metal you know no, and that's i guess that's what i mean is like when i said like you got to be all in right right yeah you for can't sure. you can't try to like hold the door open to you know like this has to be it your yeah. effort your sound your image everything has to be 100 percent fucking devoted to this yep you, honestly uh um tits aside like it's it's ken kelly artwork you know mm -hmm. he's done like kiss artwork and stuff like that he's been you sure. know, around forever yeah yeah dude i mean how do you how there's no way that I don't fucking buy this just on the album cover alone. Absolutely. Right? I yes. used to love like heavy metal magazine yep. um, when I was a kid. And, uh, you know, it was just like, even though I didn't always like, you know, Iron Maiden and stuff like that. Sure. Your brain is fucking broken if you don't enjoy like the first seven iron maiden albums. Uh, yeah i was gonna say easily six or seven like, like yeah. your brain is fucking broken if you can't listen to all fucking seven of those and be like yep every one of those fucking records rules right yeah for sure um and so like even if i wasn't always on board with this style of stuff man i love classic fantasy artwork yep so um, it's so fucking good right Yep. old pinball machines i'll just stand there and look at the fucking like the, the backboard and i'll look at the fucking play field and just the, if they have a fantasy theme for i could stand there for an you know an hour or two yeah um, i love shit like this i love old death dealer artwork and conan the barbarian artwork and stuff like that yep you know like i i want a fucking i want like an, a 1971 dodge van with that painted on the fucking side absolutely yes for sure right. Yes. I gotta buy a new. Tr I gotta buy a new vehicle. Maybe that's what I'll go for. I would fucking love that. I would be. I would be pleased as punch if you went that direction. Um, but yeah, man, this is. Uh, I think. I think you put it perfectly. Where uh, you know, if if you can, if you can get out of your own fucking way and just immerse yourself in this, there's nothing not to like. If you like metal, if you like the essence of what heavy metal really is, mm -hmm. then you like. Then you like this, and this is as well done as this can be. I mean, this was yep. really fucking good. Um, so on that note, let's, uh, let's roll the dice one more time, get in one more band. We don't have too many messages to get through tonight. So, uh, so we won't, uh, we won't have to, we won't have to run long tonight. I don't think. Okay, good. Uh, four. Four is, uh, the new enforced. Um, 
This is, I think, only like three songs are are out from this LP. Um, oh no, actually, you know what? The whole album came out on March twelfth. Um, they they just might not have it on their um, on their like actual Bandcamp because it's out on Century Media. So, they, you know, once you get up on that, those big labels they more tightly regulate who can hear what and where they can hear it. So, um, we just had the uh, the video sent for uh, UXO, which is I think the first single that came out off of this record. We had that sent over to us, so we'll just listen to that. So we're gonna hear UXO by Enforced off of their new LP, Kill Grid. Oh, 
All right, so we just heard the song UXO by the band Enforced off of their album Kill Grid. Um, yeah, so this is another this is another just uh, absolute absolute hit for me. I've liked this band since they came out. Um, I'm I'm glad that we we got two forms of of pure metal back to back on the show tonight because this is another example um, of you know kids who who definitely have their roots in hardcore playing metal and uh doing a very good job of of keeping the two worlds separated they're playing just pure heavy crossover uh in the lineage of, of bands like demolition hammer and obviously crossover and thrash was informed by hardcore and metal right so those two worlds are, are sort of inextricably bound to one another and the line is is uh, much blurrier than it is with something like power metal of course um but uh i really like the fact that that this band um, is leaning into it and like going big with it. And even though I think Century Media is has been clown shoes for a long time now, I'm kind of psyched that this is on Century for for the same reason that I was psyched when Power Trip was starting to play big metal tours and they were getting out of small to mid-sized room hardcore shows. And that's because I think unlike hardcore, which usually suffers for this, metal is a, a genre and a space in which scale can really enhance the experience uh like you can't you can't look at the the classic era of heavy metal and see like the production and the size of those shows and just like how fucking gaudy and over the top it was and not think yeah that kicks ass like if you don't like that then you're missing a critical component of what makes metal awesome which is that it's kind of got it's like cock and balls in its hands you know what i mean it's it has like a swagger and a presence uh, all its own that is similar to but distinct from hardcore and punk so i like the fact that enforced is like super leaning into it and is going to hopefully with the assistance of, of being on a label like century media and probably having a team behind them actually get to play like big rooms and big tours with big metal bands i think this is a band like power trip before them that 100 deserves to be in those spaces and deserves to be seen not as a metal band playing on the periphery of hardcore but just a fucking metal uh, just a good fucking metal band uh that is standing on their own merits you know uh, yeah, this, is, I mean, this is just a great band yeah i really enjoyed this I, I i told you on the on the patreon episode that i like i've listened to like arise like five times this week um, yeah like twice on mm-hmm. sunday i've you know this took me to like beneath the remains sure um which fuck right i mean yeah. you wish you could fucking write a record that good and have it sound that fucking good and execute it that good right yeah for sure um this took me right there the video i don't really don't usually give a shit about videos but the video because of where it was filmed mm-hmm. like immediately reminded me of um of um uh, seasons in the abyss oh sure yeah yeah right that that video is fucking badass right yep um, and, uh, yeah, I really fucking enjoyed this. The record is a very spicy $30. Ooh, that's rough. That's so <laughs> I will be enjoying this in digital form. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Um, until and, I can pick up a used copy. Pick up a used copy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, that is a very spicy price for <laughs> just a regular black vinyl LP. But that, that's also part of, that's part and parcel to, to moving into the, uh, the metal world entirely. You know what I mean? Right. But uh, yeah, I really like this. This definitely fucking scratched an itch that I've been working on all week. Yeah. Um, I now, you know, I've got to get up at 530 in the morning, but I want to like 
all I want to do is stay up until five thirty in the morning and listen to, you know, shit like this. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, this was, and, and very timely for me because we his head UXO, uh, unexploded ordinance briefing today. Um, should we find anything out there while we are looking for our biological entities? Oh, wow. Um, so, you know, very timely indeed. Very timely. So yeah, it, uh, this was, this was fucking good. I mean, I kind of expected it. Yeah. I, I did not expect to have an episode full of stuff that we liked except for one thing. Yeah, I didn't expect that either, man. Like, <laughs> honestly, if this enforced record was not $30, yeah. this would be the third thing I bought tonight. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. For sure. Did you uh, did you pick up a copy of that Eternal Champion? Uh, no, that's sold out. Oh, okay. Um, you picked up the flu, I imagine, right? I picked up uh, one of the uh, Yauchas. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, so this would have been number three. I did look at the Eternal Champion. They have some, the, 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 the like Die Hard or whatever edition is pretty sick, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and dude, this sort of shit, I don't know why, but anymore, I can't fucking listen to it loud enough. Yeah. Um, like, man, it, it just sounded really good. I don't know, man. I, like I said, I've been on this fucking like Beneath the Remains and a Rise Kick all week. And uh, this just fell right into that lane for me. Yep, for sure. Enforced is uh, is a band who I'm happy is fucking going big and doing it, and uh, I think is is 100 percent deserving deserving of the hype. Uh, just a really fucking good band on on pretty much every level, and I'm I'm psyched that uh, psyched that this new new record clearly is not not going to disappoint. So on that note, let's uh, let's pivot to voicemails, knock those out real quick, and then call it a night. Sounds good. Howdy, y'all. Uh- it was humorous how you both ripped me a new one on my quote-unquote, like, comeback rebuttal to me being shipped off, whatever. Like, not like anyone else does. But, uh, curious, what's your opinion on the, uh, little, uh, revival hardcore Zach show at, uh, Tompkins Square? Do you think it was a gathering of 2,500 idiots? Or cool, somewhat... Yeah. Not really safe, but having hope and reminiscing on the good days. Just curious on your thoughts. Also, Springer, obviously that Black Flag Matters shit. God damn, that dude's brain is gone to shit. Jeez. Sorry, I'm out of breath. So I, I was, we were just, it mentioned in passing today between, between me and my friend uh, how fucking out of his mind Springer is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Springer is a fucking lunatic for sure. Uh, but I, I don't think I don't think characterizing him as has his brain having gone to shit is really great. I think this is a dude who has fundamentally always been that way. I, I um, pointed out. I, I said, listen, this the writing was in the wall with Break It Up, right? Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure, man. He was dancing around the stage in a fucking uh, like fez hat with suspenders on. That yeah. the, the the man has has been on that shit for basically the entire time that he's been in SSD. It just so happened that he was a cool vocalist for a couple records, right? Um, so, are you aware of what AJ is referencing here? That the Tompkins Square Park show that like Mad Ball and Blood Clot and Murphy's Law played. Absolutely not. Um, yeah. It sounds like a, like, I don't know. It sounds, uh, 
like a shitty show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The lineup was not great. I mean, Madball still puts on a great show, but on the same token, they're not a bad band that I, I ever need to really see again at this point in my life. Certainly not one I feel like I would be psyched to see. I saw them play Set It Off start to finish, and like after that, I'm just like, okay, cool. That was fucking sick, and I never need to see them again. Right. Um, you know, unless unless they did a show where they played Ball of Destruction start to finish, I, I'd probably go to that. But sure. Uh, but yeah, largely, it, it, yes, a shitty lineup for sure. Uh, a, a boomer lineup. You know, I don't really feel like adding my fucking voice or opinion into the ring on this. It has been the fucking hot topic of discussion and debate on the hardcore internet for the last two weeks. Everybody's got their take on it. Dude, I straight up don't care on any Wait, level. So, so what? They had a show at Tompkins Square during a pandemic and a bunch of people showed yeah, up. And a bunch of people showed up. Yeah. And it was like a benefit show, um, you know, and so a bunch of people are very mad about it. And then a bunch of other people are clapping back and saying like, oh, hardcore now is just a bunch of soft pussies, blah, blah, blah. And like, I don't care. It doesn't affect me at all. I'm not engaged by the discussion. A bunch of old dudes threw a show in Tompkins Square Park. They acted predictably as old New York hardcore dudes are wont to do. Um, nothing surprising about what occurred there. You know, that it is what it is. I have no opinion on it at all. I don't fucking care. It affects me 0%. Don't give a shit. And Nate, yeah. you weren't even aware of it. So I, I was not even, you know, man, I don't live on the internet. So yeah. I, you know, I'd be, like that should tell you how much I care. Yeah. Um, so whatever, you know, yeah. fucking, I'm, you know, if spread it around, you know, fucking keep it going, keep it. Don't, I don't, I don't, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Do, do, do your thing. Do, do what you're going to do because believe me, uh, the ripples from those fucking splashes never reach my end of the fucking pool. That's that's right. That's kind of how I feel about it. I don't fucking care. Um, all right, let's uh, let's keep it moving. But thanks to AJ for for at least you know giving us a. I, I like him message. climbing the stairs during his call too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Getting getting in the daily exercise while calling. Great. Yeah. <laughs> New two birds, one stone. Yo, uh, so I'm out in the middle of nowhere. So hopefully uh, uh, I don't lose connection here. But uh, you know what, AJ, um, I'm gonna call you a liar. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think you're pretending to be cringe. I think you just unironically are. Um, you know what else I think? I think we should settle this mano a mano as a, as an undercard to Diablo's MMA fight, and uh, you representing all the enthusiastic, lukewarm opinions from autists, and me representing all the racist, uh, drunk driving uh, uh, Nazi rapists. And, uh, you know, it'll be a battle for the fucking ages. Um, loser is a gay retard. <laughs> <laughs> now that is some energy, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's if, there's, if there's one thing that will make me laugh, it is a slur. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I'm a simple man of a different time, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's, it ain't hard to push my buttons in just the right way. Um, yeah, I mean, yo, that's the type of energy this hotline was really created with, you know, within mind. So um, I, I appreciate it. I'm not actually sure who who is calling with with this this AJ beef. Um, I do like that again, totally unplanned. We had an AJ call and then this call back to back. I'm into um, it. AJ, AJ is uh, he's uh, definitely um, he's definitely the most divisive character on the show, isn't he? There's no doubt about that. There's there's certainly no doubt about that. So there you go, AJ. Um, you know, step up. Uh, agree to this individual's uh, invitation to to hop on a fight card. Um, 
I mean, I'd certainly tune in. I'd watch it. You know what I'm saying? As long as as long as it wasn't an expensive pay per view, I'd probably find a way to pirate it. I um, would much rather see. Okay, so like, I don't give a shit about MMA, right? I think it's no. fucking kind of. Um, well, it's not kind of. It is utterly barbaric. Um, it is definitely. Um, it's it's definitely a sign that we haven't really gone. We haven't really progressed very much since. Uh, the, the days of yore with Caligula and all that, right? Sure, yeah. Uh, I don't think that violent psychopaths deserve to be fucking like Harold is as fucking like heroes or anything like that. Sure. I'll gladly watch them fucking murder each other. I don't give a shit about that. But like, you know, let's just call it what it is, right? Yeah, definitely. Yes. You know what I mean? Let's just call it what it is, For right? Sure. These are not cultural icons. Yeah, <laughs> put them on a fucking island. Cool. No fucking rules on the island. Cool, right? But right. Um, don't act like I actually give a shit about any of those fucking people and like think that it's an art or anything like that. Sure. As it would, I would much rather watch, rather than like train fighters, just mm. regular ass people forced to beat the shit out of each other in yeah. a fucking cage. Of course. I mean, I would one. much rather watch sports. Imagine, imagine the NFL every year as a lottery, right? <laughs> yeah, 52 man. just regular people are, are picked to play in the NFL. That'd be fucking awesome, dude. It would be so much better. Like, yes, the quality of play would go down, but it would be, it would be so much more entertaining, wouldn't it? Yeah, undoubtedly. Right. Undoubtedly. <laughs> to watch them pull it together, it'd be the it'd be the living drama of watching them get better every week or get worse, right? <laughs> yeah. Because they're injured. Right. right? Yeah. And and just watch watch the the living drama of a professional sports team as everyday ordinary people are selected via lottery. Right. And, you know, not, not like force. So you put your name in the lottery. Right. Sure. Yeah. Can you play this sport? Yes. Then no, you cannot. Your name <laughs> is not in the lottery. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You sure. get a fucking million dollars for the season. Right. Uh-huh. Not, a, I mean, a, a ton of money, but not a ton of money for right. like, you know, sports. Right. Sure. You, you put your name in the lottery. If they get picked, you're on the fucking team. I'd be a much bigger sports fan. No, no doubt. Just regular fucking people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It would be so much fucking better. Right. Yep. Um, so whatever. Fuck MMA. <laughs> Indeed. Um, all right. So there you go, AJ. Uh, respond or don't. Uh, let's listen to the next one. I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. What's up, Nate? What's up, Gray? Uh, so I took you, I was going to call in about, you know, uh, about job shit. And uh, I just wanted to say uh, I took your advice. Uh, I killed my boss. I am currently on the run and uh feel pretty good. I feel pretty fucking good. Um also, you know, uh I just gotta reiterate, man. Fuck Applebee's. Fuck Applebee's. I hope Applebee's dies slowly of fucking rectal cancer. Fuck Applebee's. TJ Fridays, nicer environment, just just better guys. Just better. Fuck Applebee's. And fuck you guys. All right, man. Well, I, hope I, don't, I don't think we said kill your boss, but if that's what you, if that's what you took, right, then that's the intent that I put out, right? That's right. That, it's it's all about the intent, right? So I will claim credit if that's indeed what happened. Sure. But yes, in my career advice, there was um, sort of this uh, subconscious subconscious intent exerted, right? Right. Yeah. It's it's, it's all part of the year long satanic ritual. I'm telling you, it's all about the intent. You can do whatever you want, but do it with the intent. Right. Exactly. 
<laughs> so just keep that in mind. We are always doing it with the intent. Um, so, uh, you know, you, re- you, re- you reiterated your point about Applebee's and TGI Fridays. So that's cool. We got it the first time. You know, you don't make it a bit. We've got enough bits on this show, buddy. We've got enough bits on the show. We don't have room. This town ain't big enough for the fucking two of us. All right. Let's just let's you know, back and, and it I, off. And I'm also going to tell you that you definitely don't sound as sure about TGI Fridays as Applebee's sounds about Applebee's. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like Applebee's will eat you alive. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's listen to the next one. Hey, Gray. It's uh, Nick Matocho. I just started listening to the uh, newest episode. And, uh, hey, shout out to that beatdown band that put an entire episode of Fist of the North Star before their uh, really heavy rendition of a Nickelback song. Uh, that was really cool. Glad I spent my time listening to that. Anyway, uh, Nate, Greg, go fuck yourselves. Love you guys. Bye. So I was pretty sure that was Fist of the North Star we were listening to. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it's Fist of the North Star, <laughs> but whatever. Um, so thanks for thanks for confirming that and uh, also acknowledging how stupid that was. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, funny enough, the dude who uh, who recorded that actually hit me up two days ago asking me for some vegan restaurant suggestions. So there you go. Small oh, he's world, coming right? to our town to kill us. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was. I think he was here today. He's uh, he's a nice kid. I've I've interacted with him a lot over the years. I just didn't realize at the at the time that it was recorded by that this kid. Okay. So, um, uh, yeah, I felt I felt I felt the same way you did, Nick. Trust me. Um, all right, let's listen to the last one. So I just got done. I've been catching up. I just got done listening to episode eighty-two with that Nowhere's band from Sweden on there. And one thing that I'm I would like to say about that band is y- y'all made the note that uh they hit kind of like I guess what they were going for, like the in my eyes and all that. And I hear that a decent bit. But what I really hear, especially like the vocal delivery, is a lot of Bane worship. But most notably in the lyrics, because this actually kind of made me laugh about it, it sounded like they just took a whole bunch of Bane lyrics, just randomized them, and like threw them onto a page. Like they listened to like, uh, it all comes down to this, give one, and maybe the new record, just like, hmm, this lyric is cool, this lyric is cool. Kids will like this because kids like Bane. Let's just like hash random lines into a song and put some catchy 2000s melodic hardcore type shit behind it and call it a day. And I just found that to be pretty fucking funny about it. Anyways, fuck you, Gray and Nate. Especially you, Gray. A tray you fucking rocks. Go back and listen to the curse. Later. All right, so I'll I'll address the the first bit first. Um, so I don't remember enough about that band to to say whether or not your your analysis of their lyrics are is is on point or not. Um, I will say that like you're playing melodic hardcore in the in the youth crew and youth crew revival lineage. Um, Maybe their lyrics are, are like a, a word salad of pre-existing Bane lyrics, but I mean, you look at the lyrics of almost any band playing in that realm, and it's just essentially a uh, mad lib of of lyrics from a band A, B, or C that existed 20 years ago. That's just, one of the downfalls of that genre, you know? There, there's not a lot of wiggle room, but, right. you know, the same can be said, you know, basically for like, well, hell, like in a band like Enforced, sure. right? There's right. not a lot of wiggle room in there. You're not going to hear, um, you know, like really, uh, 
you know, like introspective, like, you know, uh, lyrics there. It's mostly going to be about unexploded ordinance and like raining hell down upon <laughs> like people and, right. uh, you know, that sort of thing. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I don't remember enough about, about the, their lyrics to, to state whether or not that's an accurate appraisal. I will say, I mean, they're a foreign band, so English is their second language. So they get a, a pretty a pretty big pass for me in terms of the fact that they're already composing lyrics that are not in their native tongue, which is a thing that I can't do because I speak one fucking language. Um, also, I will have you know, Matthias from that band is a Patreon subscriber. So that's a Patreon subscriber you're talking about there. So hey, watch it. Hey. Better toe the line, buddy. I really like that band. You better back the fuck up. <laughs> that's right. Hey, here's uh, an idea. So how about this? Start a melodic hardcore band a la Bane, a la fucking, nine, you know, 2000 melodic hardcore type. Right. Sure. Write very poignant lyrics, right, that obviously are in the fucking lane, right, that uh-huh. make that make – um, your fans feel a certain way and really speak to them and they want to come up and finger point and get emotional, right? Sure. Make them cry. <laughs> like, you know, you know, there's people that probably cried at Bane shows. Oh, sure. And then like make fun of them. <laughs> like film them and make fun of them. And stuff. So just like completely figure out the algorithm that you need to write that sort of hard hardcore that gets kids super fucking passionate and like chest bumping and like finger in the sky yelling along at certain points and then just have cameras filming them crying. <laughs> yeah, that ain't a fucking bad idea, man. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, on on your last point, um, I can't remember who who I I said this to. It was a it was definitely a discussion in the on the demo listen boards, so to speak, the Facebook group, um, which is a, a, essentially a glorified message board. I can't remember who I was talking to about this, but um, I, I do remember telling you that if you like to tray you, um, your brain was fucking oatmeal. Um, I've literally never heard that, man. So, dude, it's. It's unbelievable how bad it is. I mean, it's truly unbelievable. It's like shocking that people got together in a room and, and made music that sounds like that. And even more shocking that people then bought it. They were part of that like early 2000s sing songy mall metalcore explosion where they everybody was wearing eyeliner and extra medium t-shirts and like flared diesel jeans and shit. I mean, it's truly, I mean, the only way I can describe it is to use a bunch of slurs that people wouldn't like. Um, it's, it, it, it's not, it is not um, music for adults it's not music for adults at all it's not even music for self-respecting children it's it's, um, it's kids bop it's it's kids yeah. bop for uh hardcore yeah. kids yeah for sure i mean i no i'm not gonna go back and listen to the curse uh atreyu does not fucking rock um it sucks to an ungodly degree and that's all of the that's all the time i will give it um before we wrap up we did get a text message this week that looks to be from an international area code um it says yo if you resubmit something that makes the queue but doesn't get played you are disrespecting the will of the dice you think you're so important that you get to just go around challenging the laws of probability fuck motherfucker fuck you god damn right (laughs) okay fair enough man He's Fair got enough. a point, but they've got a point, right? I yeah. mean, they've got they've got a point. <laughs> they they do indeed. So there you go, uh, anonymous uh, anonymous texture. Um, 
your your point is made and I largely concur. And we do have Hell Week in store when I return. We do. So so we're going to get through some stuff. We're going to get through a back catalog of shit. Um, and on that note, let's uh, let's wrap it up for the night. If you want to call in or text us, it is 260-222-8341. If you want to become a patron, a patron, it's patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. We just uh, we just recorded the second to last episode of the Napalm Death Family Tree series, and we got one more to go, and then we're fucking done with it forever. Five bucks and up gets you access to all of that content. And if um, you want to subscribe to Patreon, just wait uh, like three weeks. Right. And then we'll have new stuff up that's actually enjoyable to make and listen to. <laughs> and, and and in like three or four weeks, we should have uh, have the new tapes in hand, which uh, we'll 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 do a do an announcement about here in some way soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Demo Listen 02 is uh, at press currently and I'm very hype about it. And then uh, if you want to send in music, it is demo listen podcast at gmail.com. Just make sure it's a year or less old. Beyond that, just rate and review on iTunes and all of that shit. And uh, we'll uh, we'll catch you on the next one unless you got anything else to say, my man. Nope, I'm good. All right, peace.